Welcome to Vladimir Savchuk's podcast. Our ministry exists to reach people globally and to disciple them digitally. If you have not done so, would you help me to bring a greater exposure to the biblical teaching by leaving a review on this podcast and share it also on your social media platform. Let's dive into this episode. Not everything is a demon. As Christians, we're not only facing the devil, we're not only facing the world, we're also facing a war within. The Bible calls war with the flesh. There's an Old Testament example in Genesis 25 verse 23 where God speaks to a woman and he says, two nations are in your womb and two peoples will be separated from your body. One shall be stronger than the other and the older shall serve the younger. And I think that's what happens within every Christian. We have the old nature and we also have the new nature that's been reborn. Uh, the new us, uh, the one that's been made through Jesus Christ. And the Bible gives this prophetic picture that the older will serve the younger, meaning that the old nature will be under subjection of the new nature. And that is the prophetic picture that God wants us to live out every single day. Now, we must understand that flesh in the Bible is frequently refers to the body in Leviticus chapter 14 verse 9, as well as flesh is general description of all mankind, Genesis chapter 6 verse 17. And if you read in the book of Acts chapter 2, where Peter quotes Joel and saying that God will pour out his spirit upon all flesh. And then of course, flesh is a sinful nature, Romans chapter 7 verse 5. Flesh is the traitor within who is in the league with the enemy without. Flesh produces works and we see that in Galatians chapter 5, the 17 works of the flesh are mentioned and they're actually evident. Things like sexual sin, paganism, temper problems and drinking. Flesh has passions and lust. We see that in Galatians chapter 5 verse 24 and also the flesh enslaves us to sin. Romans chapter 6 verse 19 and Romans chapter 7 verse 25. Now the flesh is not a demon because the flesh doesn't speak, demons do. And the flesh cannot be cast out, it has to be crucified. But the flesh loves to have a stronghold in your life because then it can leave an open door to the enemy. The moment we begin to deliberately, intentionally sin and indulge in the desires of the flesh, we actually become vulnerable to be exposed to the demonic influence in our life. Because the flesh is at work with the Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter 5 verse 17, the spirit wages war against the flesh. The spirit doesn't fight against the devil, the, the devil is defeated. But because we have the right to submit to the Holy Spirit or submit to the flesh, there's this conflict that is happening in our life right now. Now, how do we overcome the flesh? We can't get rid of it. We can't ask God to take the flesh away because it's something that even when it's crucified, it still resurrects every single day. How do we overcome this flesh? Here are a few practical steps. Number one, you have to reckon yourself dead in Christ. In Romans chapter 6 verse 11, it says, Likewise, you also reckon yourself to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So our victory over the flesh does not start with us, it starts with Jesus. We actually identify with Jesus Christ and His victory. And that victory, His death on the cross, we actually died to our sin nature. We died with Him. So positionally, the flesh is done with. But conditionally, now we have to live out that victory 
every single day. And so is with righteousness. Righteousness is a gift, yet we have to live this righteousness out. We know the same thing with victory. Jesus has already defeated the devil on the cross, but we have to now resist the devil. We know the curses are broken on the cross, but now we have to renounce these curses. We know that we are saved, but we're called to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Same thing is with the flesh. We don't start from the point of killing our flesh. We start from the point of our flesh is already dead. And that's the truth and that's the revelation that we live off. So we live out of a revelation instead of a desperation to try to conquer something Jesus has already conquered. Now, the step number two is we have to make a decision. The Bible says, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey in its lust. Romans chapter 6, verse 12. And so this decision is where we now make a conscious, willful decision not to let fleshly desires and fleshly lusts to rule and reign over our decisions, over our life. We shouldn't let our moods and our emotions to dictate where and what we should do. So first comes this identification with Jesus' death and then comes this personal conscious decision. Our decision of I am not going to let my body, I am not going to let my flesh be in charge of decisions in my life. Step number three is we have to actually present our body as a tool for service to God. I call this discipleship. In Romans chapter 6 verse 13 it says, Do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead, and your members as the instruments of righteousness to God. So not only we make a decision, but we actually have to now devote our body and we have to, this is part of discipleship, is we present our body as a living sacrifice to God. We can do that by bringing our body to service at church. We can bring, we can do that by waking up earlier to pray. We can do that by fasting. We can do that by intentionally putting our body in the place where it serves God. Honestly, your body is either your servant or it's your slave. And it's either an instrument of righteousness or in an instrument of wickedness. And that decision lies with you. So you make a decision not to let the sin reign in your life, but then you gotta go one step further and you actually have to make a conscious decision to let your body be an instrument of God. Number four is devotion. And this is walking in the Holy Spirit. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, it says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Now I want you to notice, it does not say have the Holy Spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Every Christian has the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit does not have every Christian. And therefore, a lot of Christians live a carnal, defeated lives, not because they don't have the Holy Spirit, but because they yield to their flesh. As a Christian, because you have the Holy Spirit, it does not mean you lose the flesh. It just simply means now you have a friction, you have a conflict. In this conflict, you decide who you yield to. And if you yield to the flesh, you will live an unholy life. But if you have the flesh and you yield to the Holy Spirit who lives inside of you, you will live a holy life. And so this is more than just coming to church. This is more than just believing that God exists. This is more than just once in a while I give a few dollars in the offering basket. This is actually walking in the Holy Spirit. It's not enough to even speak in tongues. It's not enough to go to church. You have to walk in the Holy Spirit. What does that look like? It's walking in line with the Spirit's promptings and the Spirit's desires. It's knowing the Holy Spirit so close, knowing the Holy Spirit so near 
that you're actually obedient to His Word, to His promptings, and to His direction. Talking to the Holy Spirit, listening to the Holy Spirit, and allowing the Spirit to fill and guide your life. And the Bible says when that happens, it doesn't say the flesh disappears. It doesn't, fa it doesn't say the flesh becomes born again. It actually says that you will now have the power to resist the urges of the flesh. The flesh will still be bad. The flesh will still have urges, cravings, desires, and lusts. It's just now there will be a superior strength added to your willpower called the Holy Power, the Holy Spirit power that will enable you to overcome. Now this idea that you're just going to play passive and the Holy Spirit will do all the work is not scriptural. The fruit of the Spirit is self-control. The fruit of the Spirit is not spirit control. That means Holy Spirit is not going to take control. Holy Spirit will empower you to exercise control. Now step number five on how to overcome the flesh and that is discipline and that is to crucify the flesh in Galatians chapter 5 verse 24 it says those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires Jesus says if anybody looks at the woman and lusts after her he has committed adultery in his heart and then he says if your eye causes you to sin if your hand causes you to sin cut it off so he's not talking about the physical members of our body. He's saying if there are trigger points, if there are things in our life that are causing us to sin on good days, they're actually beneficial to us. On the bad days, they cause us to sin. Jesus says we have to crucify that. You may say, but Vlad, I thought you said that we are already dead like to the flesh, to the sinful desires. Yes, the same way as we are already righteous, yet we still live out that righteousness. The same way as the power of sin is broken over us, yet we still fight sin. The same way as Jesus has already crucified and took care of all of our curses, yet we're still battling with them and we are still have to renounce them. Why? Because Jesus destroys the power of the flesh, but not the presence of the flesh. And then you still have a work to do, and that is to crucify the things that Jesus has crucified on the cross by intentionally going through a season of discipline, going through a time sometimes of actually excruciating pain, of denying yourself of the things, of the pleasures of sin, so that you can walk in the victory. In Galatians, it talks about don't be mocked. God is not going to be mocked. Don't be deceived. God cannot be mocked. He who sows into the flesh will reap corruption. And so the idea of crucifying our fleshly desires, it's not hurting your, your body. We're not talking about inflicting pain. We're talking about going and foregoing through a season of self-denial and discipline in our pursuit of more of God. Looking at our life, things that are hindering our pursuit of God and cutting them off and so that we can bear more fruit and so that God can be glorified and the Holy Spirit will help us with that. And after that, we will experience brand new resurrection. No, my friend, not everything is a demon. Even if you get delivered, you will still have flesh to deal with. But thankfully, we have the help of the Holy Spirit who lives within us, God's word that is given to us to help us overcome the flesh, help us to overcome the world and help us to resist the devil. God is on your side you will be victorious. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. No matter how many times you got beaten, no matter how many times you have fell, get up, go forward again, rise up and fight again, because in Christ, you are already more than a conqueror. Hey, thank you for watching this video. I hope this brought an encouragement and also a little bit of direction to you. Hey, if this was a blessing to you, hit thumbs up, help us to spread this message to other people. Subscribe to this channel, click on the bell so you can be reminded each time that we go live. God bless you. Until next time. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you were encouraged, challenged, and also blessed. As always, don't forget to subscribe as well as to leave a review so that it could help us to reach other people. And share this episode with your friends and your family on social media. If God puts on your heart to support this ministry, your support will help us to reach more people 
for Jesus. Go to my website and you can find out so much more free resources from reading plans, blogs, e-courses, and so much. And all of my stuff is free of charge. God bless you. Until next time.